welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 45, Why Lasting Change is Hard and How to Achieve It Anyway, a Game of Snakes and Ladders. Hello, smart human. Today we're going to talk about the road to achieving lasting change, which is a lot like the board game Snakes and Ladders. And if you don't know that, you might want to Google it, but it's very simple. Basically, you throw the dice, you land on a field, and if there's a snake, you go down for the length of the snake. If there's a ladder, you go up, right? And I think one of the biggest reasons people want to, but don't actually sign up for something that can help them transform their lives is that they've tried lots of things before and they haven't worked and they've come to the conclusion that change is impossible for them. And let's be honest, they're not wrong in the sense that true transformation is hard. You've probably heard the stories about lottery winners who default back to their habitual level of wealth within a year. And you may also know people who, after an initial period of abstention, keep falling back into old habits, whether it's regard to relationships, money, shopping, food, alcohol, etc., etc. So yes, playing the game of lasting change is like snakes and ladders, or a game of the goose, if you grew up in Europe like me. It is very hard to make it to the end in a decent amount of time, and it can be incredibly frustrating, right? It's one step forward, two steps back. So today we're diving into why it is so hard and what you can do to achieve it anyway. So what you'll learn is what the snakes are that make change hard and send you back on the board and what ladders you can use to counteract those and move up faster and get to your new identity. So if you've listened to this podcast before, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've probably heard me talk about change being hard full stop, right? First of all, there's starting friction. And if you want to learn how to overcome that, check out podcast episode 27, how to get started and how to keep going. Then there is your brain's massive dislike for change because it just makes things unpredictable. And that makes it harder when it comes to properly distributing resources like glucose, etc. Your brain is just not in favor of change. So, When you make changes, your brain and body will literally fight you, right? They will do anything they can to keep you in stasis, to keep you the same way, which is good to know. This also means that it will take a lot of attention and energy to create lasting change. So it's smart to allow for that in your plans for world domination or whatever it is you're plotting. Now, let's say you've managed to get started on your change plan, whether it's for a new habit, a new project, new location, new goal for your business, etc., etc. It doesn't matter. You've even cleared your schedule a bit to allow for the extra effort, energy and emotional work involved. Is that it? No, (laughs) that isn't even half of it. The next block you encounter, the next snake is usually your underlying beliefs, and they may not even be conscious. If you believe somehow, somewhere deep down inside that this change is impossible for you, that this new thing you want, this, whether it's, you know, making much more than your business or you in your job are already making, whether it's living in a different country, changing the way your body looks, whatever it is, 
If you believe it's impossible for you, you will end up in self-sabotage. So let's say you've decided to learn to surf, but you don't really think that's even a possibility for you with your body, with your history, etc., etc. Um, then you may want to work on your beliefs before you get into the sea. Although, granted, you want to work on both simultaneously, build a little belief, then get into the sea and take small steps every single day, right? But you have to be aware of, do you even believe in yourself? Do you believe that it's possible? Okay, so you have to overcome massive internal resistance, starting friction. You have to overcome your brain's objections to change. And you have to build your belief that it's even possible to change, right? So your disbelief is another snake. (laughs) What's next? Okay, here's another snake for you. Negative bias. Your brain wants to convince you that it isn't working, that you're not getting anywhere, and that it's never going to work. That's just how, how it rolls, right? It looks for the bad things. So this especially happens during plateaus, when you're no longer using weight, losing weight, when your business seems stuck at the same level, um, when you can stay up on a surfboard, congratulations, but never for more than 10 seconds. That's about my level, right? Now, when that happens and you're at that plateau, you probably experience some uncomfortable emotions, like frustration, um, you know, probably mainly frustration and maybe also disappointment. And when that happens, your brain will try to stop those emotions. And it will do that by telling you to stop doing the thing that is causing them, right? So basically it will use the plateau and the frustration, disappointment, etc., cetera, um, that come with it as a reason to give up. And another thing that tends to rear its very ugly head after that first honeymoon phase of your change tra- trajectory is a really negative bias, right? So instead of the progress you've made, your brain will start finding evidence of how little has changed, how tiny the steps are that you have taken. They are just completely meaningless. Have you even, you know, made any progress at all? No, just look at you, right? I mean, you're almost back at square one. It will just lie to you and it will hide from you all the things you have achieved, all the ways in which you have changed, right? It will just not show them to you. And you will sort of kid yourself into believing that this has all been a waste of time. That's another snake. Okay. Now let's say you started to change and you've even overcome the first plateau, right? You've somehow managed to get further along the board. You have changed a fair bit. You're well on your way. Hurrah! Confetti! All the things, it's fun. Until the pushback starts. Because you're part of a system, part of many systems. And whilst you have changed, the world around you probably hasn't. You still live in the same house, with the same fridge, with the same pets, with maybe the same partner, the same foods your family prefers to eat. You still walk the same streets with the same memories that project you into being your same past self. And you're probably mostly still surrounded by the same people. People who may not be so happy about this whole change thing. Your drinking buddies may not like the new you who has gone zero alcohol. Your partner may feel a wee bit intimidated by the fact that you're now making 300k a year. And your family may be mortified that overnight you gained 100,000 followers on TikTok. You have forced a change upon them. And knowing everything you know about change, it makes perfect sense that they do not like it. 
Some of them will be consciously or unconsciously freaking out and try to make you change back. And they'll say things like, come on, don't be so boring. Or we don't really need that much money, do we? Or don't you feel unsafe putting so much of yourself out there? And I remember when I quit eating sugar, I think it's around 10 or 11 years ago now, people were like, but how can you live like that? How can you, I mean, birthdays must be, birthday parties must be so boring. Um, you know, it, it must be so hard. And also, how can you even ever go to other people's homes because there will be nothing you can eat? It's, it's fascinating, right? They'll be so shocked by this thing you're doing. And then be like, oh my God, um, I don't want to think this is possible for me because that will seriously destroy my life as I know it. So I'm just going to push back. So <laughs> there'll be lots of little digs to undermine your change plan, right? Um, they will try to make you change back. And this especially always happens with smart humans who start living life their way in a way that works for their brain instead of the way society prefers, right? If you decide that you want to stop working and the sort of 40-hour work week between nine, nine and five and just set things up in a way that work for your brain, but that aren't conventional, there is going to be pushback. So be ready for it. Okay. And you also want to add to this another snake, the discomfort that your new identity creates. And this is discomfort for you personally. And this can even be a physical feeling, almost as if you if you wear glasses like I do, when you get new glasses and you put them on and it's like, no, no, this is wrong. <laughs> Everything is moving. This can't be right. Right. And it takes a little while to readjust. Um, so even you physically, uh, mentally, may have a lot of pressure or experience a lot of pressure to change back into your old, familiar, predictable identity. Okay, so push back from systems, people, and from your own brain and body. Got it. More snakes. We're expecting them. We're ready for them. Okay, what's next? Another snake <laughs> running out of willpower. Or even relying on willpower is a bad idea. If you've been relying on determination and willpower to achieve your change goal, you are in for a rough ride, right? Willpower is great for something like a marathon or cramming for exams or whatever. It's not so great for a perennial change, for lasting change. You can't expect yourself to willpower for years, right? Year in, year out, forever. You need more than a push. You need a very strong pull. And you also need to be able to love where you're at, at every point of your change journey. So don't think that you can sort of beat yourself to your goal, like will yourself there. No, you need to really want it. If you're in a rush, you may even start to change at an unsustainable rate and kind of burn yourself out, right? So you want to really be comfortable where you're at and then slowly start moving. Another snake, so fun, is black and white thinking. Let's say you want to create an extra 100k for your business this year and you made 83. Now, 83k, right? Not $83. And now your brain tells you, you are obviously a complete failure. You might as well never have tried this whole thing. You know, just go back to wherever you came from, that small town, right? And never pretend to be an entrepreneur ever again. Your brain is just stuck in binary mode, in all or nothing thinking, which makes it very bitchy about all the progress you've made because it doesn't really count, does it? If you say you're going to make 100 and you only 
only made 83, yeah, it's just the same as zero. And this is where the inner critic will rear its ugly head and the negative self-chatter will start. Luckily, there are more podcast episodes to help you with this, right? These are the podcast episodes around language and I will leave links in the show notes. Okay, so the snakes. All the obstacles you're going to encounter on your way to lasting change. The things that will set you way back on the board. Which, by the way, if you didn't know already, I am a massive board game fan. So feel free to send me tips for my next board game, Splurge. Love playing games. So where were we? Okay, snakes. So on the board, we have the snakes. Those are the obstacles that set you back on your quest for lasting change. And then, luckily, we have the ladders. These give you a real advantage. So let's look at those next. Knowing that achieving lasting change is hard, how can you set yourself up for success? How can you create circumstances that support your change and allow you to ease into your new identity? Well, when you're changing into someone who doesn't drink, find new friends who don't drink. Or when you're changing your whole being, right, the way you work, the way you think, Maybe you want to change things in your house that resonate with your new identity. You can even consider moving your bed to a different room if that's an option for a kind of hard reset. There's a reason when people, you know, go to, um, I don't, I can't think what they're called. Rehab, does it? Go to rehab. It's usually not done in their own home. <laughs> There's a reason for that, right? So try and change, change up things in your apartment, wherever it is you hang out, right? to have this visual reminder that things are different, for sure. Also, redirect your brain from seeing everything that isn't working yet or that you aren't doing perfectly to what is working, to how far you've come. And this is basically the principle expanded by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy in their book, The Gap and the Gain. You need to focus on the gain instead of the gap to become a super successful human. (laughs) I would phrase it slightly differently, but yeah. And their advice is to every evening write down three wins. And these can be anything. doesn't have to be massive. could be I didn't shout at my child when I was exhausted, for example. It doesn't mean like, you know, I won, I won the proposal, etc. It can be anything. This is just to show your brain that good things are happening. Focus on the gain versus the gap. That is a brilliant ladder on the board for sure. Then there is practicing being the changed person you want to become. Wow, that was a weird sentence. Okay, practicing being the changed person you want to become. It's weird, but it's true. (laughs) Um, And I wouldn't say fake it till you make it, because that just sounds horrible to my autistic brain that hates being disingenuous. Also, your brain doesn't even know what's fake versus real. So let's drop that whole concept. Instead, I prefer to phrase it like this, which granted is not as pithy, but definitely more inviting. Allow yourself to ease into the change by practicing what it's like ahead of time. What do you feel when you've made this change? What do you do? What do you think? What do you hang out? With whom? Right, etc., etc. Just get to practice what it's going to be like ahead of time. You get to feel into it, to ease your way into it. 
And also, if you can't envision this, or if you can't answer any of the above questions, like what will you do when you've achieved this change, then you have a belief problem and need to start there first. So if you can envision having achieved the change, then practice doing all the things you're going to be doing when you've changed. Feel the feelings, think the thoughts, do the things, speak with the people, go to the places, right? (laughs) Drink the martinis, whatever it is you're envisioning. Play that movie and make it as real as you can. And trust me, this shit works, right? So even if your brain's like, oh, that sounds kind of woo, just try it. It's what pro athletes do too. So why not give it a try? So that's, I think, the second ladder, if I've counted them all. Practicing your new identity as often as you can. When you get up in the morning, when you wait for the train that's 10 minutes late because there's leaves on the tracks, when you queue in the supermarket, practice whenever you can, wherever you can, but without turning this into some manic exercise that will make you hate the whole process, okay? (laughs) So, ladder number one, focus on and write down your gains. Number two, practice your new identity so you can ease into it instead of it being like this massive break. And here's ladder number three, and that's to love where you're at. I've hinted at that above with the snakes, right? Like hating yourself towards your goal doesn't work. Love your starting point. Love the money you're currently making, the job you currently have, the weight you currently weigh, the friends you currently have. Everything right now, decide to love it. And then love your first step and your second and where the third one takes you. Love all the fucking squares on the fucking snakes and ladders board because why the hell not? If you're in a hurry to get to another square because you hate this square, you'll be devastated when you get pushed back. But if you're fine where you are, if you're fine where you were, and if you're looking forward to an even better future, then setbacks are not that much of a deal. And if you want to learn more about loving yourself towards your goal, check out podcast episodes. Huh. <laughs> I don't even know the numbers by heart, but uh, again, um, the, the episodes on goal setting, I'll leave links in the show notes. Then there's ladder number four and five and six, depending on you and you know how much of it you organize. And that is asking for help. Organize support troops, arrange for accountability, right? Get a non-drinking buddy, (laughs) Um, create your own mastermind with with other like-minded entrepreneurs, whatever works for you, whatever supports you, and get yourself a coach. Because I think the whole ladder thing is a perfect metaphor for what a coach does. They help you move across the board of change way faster. But it doesn't mean there's not going to be snakes, right? That's life. The snakes are always included. But coaches help you not get upset by the snakes. And they give you extra bonus ladders so you can progress way faster than you could have on your own. What's not to like? Okay, so here's your homework if you've had a hard time achieving lasting change in any area of your life. Grab a journal and a pen and take your time to answer these questions. Number one, what areas in your life do you want to change? But are you afraid to try because of possible pushback? Which of these are you going to tackle first? 
using the tools from this podcast. If you've tried to change in this area in the past, what actually went really well? What did you achieve? And going forward, what is your first step going to be? And your second? And last but not least, what is your support going to look like? As always, if you would like some stellar support for your smart mind, check out my website for current one-on-one and group coaching options. Because lasting change is possible for all of us. It's just so much easier if we know about the snakes and the ladders. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. smart human, probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours. And the first step is actually getting your bearings, doing a little brain audit. And I have the perfect tool for that, the Mapping Your Unique Brain Workbook. And you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.